You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials binging our way through the MCU through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man then. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Spectre Radio. Radio. Spoiler. What? Spoiler, the most perfect word in the world. The Italians created it, and I discovered it. What does it mean? That's the thing. It could mean a million things. It could mean, I don't know, get out of my face. I don't know, and get out of my face. It's the best thing Italy ever created besides maybe espresso. Spoiler is my new superpower. It's like the anti-aloha. I was born to say this word. So, what's in the bag? Oh, uh, spoiler. Nice. Thank you, Peter and MJ, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. The phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. We have a pod to do. Andrew, and you're coming with us. There's got to be someone else you can use. What about Manny, Michael, John, Adam, or Dexter? Off-world. Uncle Ron, Jay, or Brian? Unavailable. Sadi? Don't invoke her name. I'm just your friendly neighborhood podcaster. Bitch, please. You've been to Guatemala. Welcome back, guys, to Spectre Radio. How are we doing? Thank you for putting up with us and our stupid intro quotes. Hey, that was great. That was not stupid. That was genius. Yeah, that was genius. Really, really well done. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I was giggling the entire time I I wrote this. Um, So, yeah. So we're going to today we're going to deep dive um, Spider-Man Far From Home. So I'm pretty excited for that. I don't remember who's reading the summary. Reading the summary. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> you okay. sent it to me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I did send it to her. I did. And this was like four minutes ago. Um, so Alyssa's going to take us uh, in by reading the uh, summary. So Alyssa, please and thank you. Spider-Man Far From Home. Peter Parker's relaxing European school trip takes an unexpected turn when Nick Fury shows up in his hotel room to recruit him for a mission. The world is in danger as four massive elemental creatures, each with powers to manipulate earth, air, water, and fire, 
emerge from a hole torn in the universe. Parker soon reluctantly suits up as Spider-Man to help Fury and fellow superhero Mysterio stop the evil entities from destroying the world. But Peter, feeling the weight of a double life and feeling unworthy of the Stark tech Tony gifted him, gives it to his new friend Mysterio. But when it turns out the attacks were orchestrated by Mysterio and his goal was to get Stark tech all along, can Spider-Man fight past all of the illusions and save the day? Or will he let Tony Stark's legacy and all of his friends down? On a side note, did any of your guys' high schools do European school trips? Not even close. I don't think so. I don't remember. I didn't have the money for it. So anytime someone school. was like, hey, this, and it was like, nope, can't. The private school in New York I went to certainly had the money. Uh, there were plenty of kids who were mafioso related. Um, the private school here in Florida that I went to did not come close to having the money. I want so, to say no. my, my high school did like an England, um, Ireland trip one one spring break i want to say they went but it was like a four and a half thousand dollar trip just for like seven days yeah uh, my, my parents were like how about florida how does that sound i'm like yeah okay florida works but anyway thank you Alyssa, for the movie recap as we move into our first category of Behind, Behind the Peter the Tingle. Peter oh, <laughs> you changed it. Oh, the Peter oh, Tingle. Peter Tingle. Gross. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so I'm going to bounce around a little bit between trivia and actual facts. Some of these I couldn't format as trivia, but I have a feeling you're going to know the answers because of your own research. So John Favreau was in this, as we know. Yay. Um, what other projects was he working on at the same time? Hmm. Probably The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Ah. Yeah. And? What else? It's Disney. Oh. But is it Star Wars? No. No. So it's not Bad Batch. No. Is it like a... I feel like it's like a Pixar movie or something random. <laughs> no, it's, 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 a, it's a, uh, a redo of a, of a prior, prior movie. A redo? What did they re- oh a um, remake a live action remake yeah was it Aladdin nope Lion King yes Lion King ah. oh yeah which he one was, he was directing that oh interesting I didn't remember that I thought he like voiced somebody or something that makes sense though uh this fact um do you guys know how Tom Holland find out found out he was in this movie. That he was in the in that, his own sequel? No. That, that he was cast as as Spider Man. Oh, oh like, um, it, uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I read this, but and I saw a video of it, but I forgot. Instagram. Ah, yeah. Oh, he that's found funny. out on on a post that Marvel did. It was like, hey, congratulations to these following um following actors and and actresses, and of course, he's probably not up on instagram as much as everyone else so he found out days later <laughs> yeah he's not on instagram at all he was i'm gonna piggyback off yours and throw one of mine in here because it makes sense he was actually supposed to upload the trailer for this movie on mm-hmm. instagram at 6 a.m but first of all he forgot yeah. and then second of all he got on instagram and didn't know how to post a video so he had to facetime zendaya mm-hmm. for her to show him <laughs> how to work instagram literally yeah, I saw that oh, interview. Yep. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's gold. Um, Even though we, he's a millennial. <laughs> right. So we always hear stories of actors and actresses that take props and stuff from, from the, uh, the scenes. What did Tom Holland take? The glasses. The glasses. Eat the yeah. glasses. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland had to do 40 retakes of one specific scene. Where Which one met. was it? When they what? met, yeah. That yep. was one of my scenes. That was yep. one of my behind-the-scenes facts. <laughs> when they met. Um, in writing the scripts, Tom Holland wanted who to play Craven the Hunter? Oh, oh, um, Jason Momoa. That was my yes. other fact. I think I have one left. I should have yep. done more. <laughs> Normally, I just I? play along, and this time I'm like, no, I know all of these. Yep. Um, the, the scene where... Um, Peter and MJ kiss on the bridge. Did you notice to see what kind of shirt she was wearing? It's yes. one of herself, isn't it? Yeah. One of herself at the 2018 Met Gala. Right. As uh, jo- uh, Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, this isn't trivia. This is just kind of cool. But at around the one hour 55 mark, Peter lands on the ground after swinging to meet his love interest, MJ, for a date. They happen to... Sorry. They happen to near a library that's quite familiar. It seems that the production team made sure the library had a connection to one of the main characters. Or is it purely coincidental? This is the same library where Jay Gyllenhaal's character, Sam Hall, waits for his father in the 2004 sci-fi film, The Day After Tomorrow. The Day After Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) I didn't realize that, but reading it, I was like, oh, that's cool. That was a really good movie. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. That was a great movie. I love all those doomsday movies. Yeah. They're like unrealistic, but kind of somewhat yeah. realistic. That earthquake one with um, San Andreas with yeah, The Rock. With that the rock. one is so good. I loved that movie. There was one, I think it was called um, The Skyscraper, the one that he was in. It wasn't a doomsday movie, but is where he's like oh, the yeah. insurance agent or like he's the head security guy for this brand new superstructure. And they're actually like just... Um, destroying it with his family inside of it that one's good as well yeah i think i saw that andrew do you have any left um let's see (laughs) uh yes i have one left they did originally plan to include donald glover in another cameo um he um he played what's his name um he plays miles morales his uncle in the first one um he was (laughs) he's the one who peter tries to interrogate he's like you're you're not very good at this are you I know what a girl sounds like. I'm not a girl. I'm, I'm a not girl. a girl. I mean, a man. A man. I got um, ice cream in the trunk. Yeah. No, no, no. You come undo this. <laughs> so it would have been nice to see him again, but they opted to not do it. And that's the only fact I have left. I have. I'm not sorry. I have three more. One that's probably going to blow both of your minds. So I'm going to leave it towards the end because it blew my mind. So. Apparently in the trailer for Far From Home, Tom Holland gives a spoiler warning since the movie contained a lot of um, plot around the fact that Tony died. Yeah. So um, he, with if we're going backwards for Endgame, he didn't have Tony's death in his script because remember, he always like messed things up and would like accidentally spoil things from the movie so marvel redacted that and when he showed up to shoot that scene he thought it was a wedding scene because everybody was dressed up and they were like at a lake at at a cabin and he was like literally asking people on set like where's robert downey jr like we're missing him like 
he should be in the scene. And they had to tell him, like, bro, he's dead. This is his funeral. (laughs) (laughs) So he had no idea. So that's kind of like endgame related, but I thought that was funny. Um, This was an interesting one, kind of playing on the movie title again. So Spider-Man Far From Home was mostly filmed in Hertfordshire and London. And in contrast, Spider-Man Homecoming was filmed in Atlanta. Tom Holland was born in Kingston upon the Thames in London. Yeah. And he has lived in the UK for most of his life. And it wasn't until 2014 that he moved to Hollywood. So that means Holland was actually closer to home than far from it compared to where he was filming in the first movie. Uh, So uh, uh, it was like, uh, maybe we should be switching these titles because now he's coming home in the second movie and he's far from home in the first movie. (laughs) So that's kind of a silly thing. And I always pronounce it like the British accent way when they say like the Thames, like instead of the Thames, right? Yeah. Like they always say like the Thames. So um, this last one is going to blow your minds and I'll screen share so you can see it. Um, In the film, Mysterio encounters Peter Parker much earlier than you might think. While Mysterio is one of the first characters that we meet in this movie, his introduction doesn't really formally happen until about halfway through the movie. But some eagle-eyed moviegoers notice that the character's first interaction with Peter Parker happened several scenes earlier as Quentin Beck is seen spying on Peter in the background of one shot. If you're not looking or if you're focused on what's going on in the scene, you're going to miss it. But when you notice it, it's hard to ignore. So if you rewatch, make sure you look out for the man in the blue Hawaiian shirt. And I can't share my screen, Wyatt. So it was the airport. I knew this was going to happen. (laughs) So I got the hyperlink so you can scroll down. I'll put the link in the chat. But um, yeah, it's very obviously Jake Gyllenhaal. If you scroll down to like number, this was the article I took a bunch of these from. I think yeah. I was on that If you scroll too. like halfway down, you'll see him like on the phone. Oh my like, gosh. And yeah. he's, got the, he's got the Captain America he's, hat. He's got the Unabomber hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leave me in my hat alone. Yeah. That Dang. just like blew my mind though. I was like, man, that's so good. So yeah, that's what I have. Dang. Alrighty. Very nice. So we are going to move on to our next category of what if. So I've always found this part of the movie to be completely ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it a what if. (laughs) Which part of it? They're all, this whole plot is a bit ridiculous, honestly. But (laughs) So what if Nick Fury actually did his homework? And, you know, unlike this time for the first time where he didn't do his homework and figured out who Beck was after all, not some other guy from another earth but a dude who has lived on this earth his entire life and used to work for Tony Stark. That should be something that's not that difficult to find out. Even I guess, with, yeah. Without having S.H.I.E.L.D. That was his real name too. Quentin Beck was his real name. Not yeah. like, because he goes by Mysterio later. But yeah, it's not an alias. It's his real name. So if that was uh, actually Nick Fury, then maybe he would have done that. But since it wasn't, Maybe that well, was why he, that kind of happened. Yes, but he is also in direct communication <laughs> with the real Nick Fury, who's just sitting oh, on a right. fake beach up there. So like, <laughs> like recovering barefoot. Get, that was like, jarring. Yeah, that was that was like, something. Get this man some flip flops. 
anyone see my shoes right <laughs> but like what this is the the first time and so and the guy who's pretending to be nick fury has you know worked with nick before so he knows the level of like depth that he could go in for research and stuff like that so now for the first time we're gonna drop the ball on something this important hey we're gonna turn you into the new iron man and i'm gonna do no research into your past to make sure what you're saying at all is checking out so what if not a great look what if he had done his research research and been like bro what what, why are you lying (laughs) why are you always lying so i feel feel like i feel like the movie would have gone very differently had he been like what 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 do you do yeah do you think that would have been able to like help them figure out that he was doing the illusions the whole time though just because he worked in like what was Definitely. it the production team like what are what were they what were they calling that well, he made Special the uh, he made the what's it called from civil war that whole you remember he made that technology that tony used as like oh barf yeah yes, what, he made barf. your your real name barf yeah. yes yes what my my name on this podcast is on, <laughs> on zoom is barf barf so not he in made here mr technology. this is a mercedes <laughs> so he's baseball's reference there we go <laughs> yes that was for saudi <laughs> and for saudi only <laughs> and not for you at all <laughs> and not um, for me no not self-serving um, um. <laughs> but like he's clearly capable of doing the illusions so it's just like okay so he's there aren't real monsters who are destroying the place. Yeah, but He's I mean, it did place. look like it was real damage. Like, you it know, was so, real damage. He was, and it, he had, right. Yeah. So I think that's the tricky part. I think it definitely would have been a lot easier to start figuring out who his, his real identity was and, and what he wants, like what his, her, his, uh, not pure motivations, but his real motivations were. I think, yeah, I think it's more of a almost not like a roll credits kind of answer, but no, yeah. I think I think Andrew's right. I think it starts to unravel a lot quicker if they do the actual research into uh, this guy instead of just being like, yeah, you want to be a superhero? Cool. You're from Earth 616. That makes I think it could have gone in a direction where if they like caught on earlier he may like you know in order to achieve his plan he may need help and he therefore has to like team up with another villain that also frees up time in the movie to free up to to introduce another character or villain yeah i remember watching it and being like oh no this is not even halfway over Mm -mm. this is (laughs) something's about to go wrong because like if you know miss right and it did and if you know mysterio from the comics which i don't but i mm-hmm. know his name as a part of the sinister six i was like oh no this man is not a superhero things are about to be bad and i kept asking alex i'm like isn't he a villain isn't he a villain because we watched together and he was like i don't know all i know is he's like a special effects guy you should just watch and <laughs> he didn't want to ruin it because he had already seen it and i had it this is my uh, first time this is my first time watching it i was wondering if in this movie i'm like oh so if he's really <laughs> from another earth i'm like maybe the Quentin Beck on his earth isn't a villain. Maybe he's like, you know, some right. of each. This is so where that flash know. knowledge comes in handy. I mm-hmm. definitely was thinking about the flash the whole time. He was saying like, oh yeah, the, the snap opened a portal to a different earth and I live on a different earth. And they were all like, whoa. And I literally turned to Alex and I was like, this is the flash all yeah. over again. Yep. Earth, earth 17. Like no one, 
No one thinks it's weird. It's normal. That's a that's a pretty good one. I think it's definitely closer to our roll credits, though. Yeah. Thank you. Wyatt, you want to go next? Want me to go? No, I'll, whatever. Um, I'll go, I guess. Um, I have two. I have a dumb one and then a real one. Like how Andrew likes to <laughs> a do. A dumb one. So I do like what if do it that. wasn't plainly obvious that Mysterio was the villain? You mean it, it, what if there was better writing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a so, better way to say it. <laughs> it was yeah. way too obvious. I mean, the, the way, like I just said, the way the movie moved so quickly that you were like, mm, this resolution feels like a, more like a cliffhanger, like something is off. Yeah. And then, you know, he gives them the glasses and you're like, mm, this guy just got manipulated. Like something is wrong. Yeah. And then it's like, we did it. And you're like, oh, there it is. We, we can we can address the writing in this movie um, when we get to my worst. Um but I, I do understand what you're saying. It was kind of ridiculously obvious. And even if it wasn't ridiculously obvious to people, it wasn't this stunning reveal either. No, yeah. It was it either this, obvious yeah. to you or you were just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Well, and like I just said, like I haven't read the comics, but I know his name as a villain. So yeah. the whole time I'm like, when are they going to say he's the villain? Yeah. And Alex was like, just watch the movie. Stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, I have questions. And my my more serious one, and this is kind of a stretch, but what if MJ was an illusion for one of the Sinister Six? The whole time? What? The whole, the whole time. Wait, an illusion for the Sinister Six? Like another, like, like, like she was you... a villain, like a shapeshifter? Like what? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're not saying like, what if Beck was doing this long con of making her out to be an illusion this whole time, like over the course no. of two or three movies? Okay, just making sure. No, like, what if... Oh. No, I should have phrased that better, but what if she was a um like if she was kidnapped and then or she was like replaced with right. uh, or undercover or something like that. That would be interesting. Ooh. That'd be that, really cool. Who I'd watch be? that movie. Yeah. <laughs> who would it be? Like who 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 could pull that off? The only Yeah. Especially because MJ's personality is so unique, especially in this universe, like this MJ. Like mm-hmm. I was even thinking about it when I was like reflecting for alter egos, like comparing this Mary Jane to like the one or this MJ, I should say to like even uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. MJ, like they're so different. And they're even like, different. even um, Emma Stones is totally Gwen different Stacey, from, yeah. from right. Exactly. She's not MJ, but the, the protagonist love interest kind of thing. Yeah. So it's interesting personality wise for the two MJs, at least like you have Mary Jane Watson, who's this very like, popular redhead cheerleader type and then you have this mj who's like she doesn't wear makeup and she's like introvert pointing out the introverted but also pointing out that the capital was like built by slaves and the teacher's like no and she's like yeah the guards like like, yeah that's true yeah so like that personality is so different um i feel like it would be almost like, it's like that scene where Peter saw um, Happy and was like, tell me something only you would know, like the real <laughs> Happy, because like, I feel like maybe not super quickly, but it would like, especially for Peter, who's like in love with this woman, like he would probably be able to tell pretty quickly that like it wasn't the real MJ. So it would have to be really good convincing type shapeshifter to not only match her physical appearance, but her personality and like 
the way that she talks or lack thereof. I mean, right. we were convinced that Nick Fury was Nick Fury the entire time. I wasn't. I actually wasn't. Really? I was pretty skeptical based on a couple things he said, and I'm going to talk about it later. But I was definitely flabbergasted at the reveal in the in the mid credit scene. Right. Wasn't that uh-huh. the mid credit? Yeah. yeah. In, the mid. in the mid credit scene, I was like, I screamed. My jaw was on the floor and Alex was like, OK, chill out. There were so many um, people in the theater that were but just it made like, so wow, much he's been up there since the whole time since I was like, shut up. He's been up there at most several months. Give it a rest. Chill out. Yeah, yeah that I mean, it blew my that mind cool, at first. Though. And then I was like, ah, oh, this kind of makes sense. And there were a couple things that. Yeah, for sure. Started to be like, mm, yeah, I don't think Nick Fury would have said a couple things. So I wrote them down. We'll come back to it. But that's a good one. It definitely have to be a very convincing character i agree i'd like to see it it'd be cool to see like peter get like his like um spider sense around her because like oh the peter tingle yeah because he knows something's off he knows this is what 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 could work is if if she wasn't a member of the sinister six secretly but she was like they they had put someone in who's working for the sinister stick whether she knew she was or not she could be like have been unwittingly like maneuvered into it somehow Mm-hmm. And then that frees us up to have, you know, whatever member you want to put in there. Because for right. someone to just replace her, it has to be a very specific person. You couldn't just pick anybody. But as far as her accidentally working for someone, then it could be anyone. That would be yeah. really cool. It's a good one, Wyatt. That is good. I like that a lot. So mine actually goes back to the scrolls thing because um, that, again, was such an interesting hot point to me. So what if the drones realized that they were scrolls and didn't attack Nick Fury, but went to where the real Nick Fury was up in the spaceship? Because I know this capable is based of an on interstellar a, flight. Well, that's what I'm just saying <laughs> oh, okay. in terms of the what if, like follow oh, okay. the train of thought, because sure, sure, sure. it sounds like based on the tech that it's, um, the algorithm is based on appearance and not like DNA or anything like that. It's just like finding Spider-Man, <laughs> targeting Spider-Man. Right. So that was kind of my thought was that was my better of the two that I had down. I feel like, but that's a good one. Um, That would, well, one, there would be no uh, mid credit scene or they would have right. to, <laughs> they would have to redo earlier. They'd have to redo the mid credit scene. We'd have to be like, you know, when it's like targeting Nick Fury and they start going up and, uh, you know, Beck's just they like, just, what is yeah, happening? They just fly away and nothing so, happens. I, right. what, what would work would is funny. if he called them back, he's like, okay, they clearly don't know how to go after Nick Fury, but I'll just reprogram to go after Spider-Man instead. Or and this coordinate can, or something. Then yeah. they can do later cool. in the movie, they could do the, the mid credit scene. We're like, oh, that's why the drones were going to go up initially. That would be cool. Man, that's I a like really that. good one. Yeah, <laughs> you, huh? I like that. I like that better than what we got. <laughs> a little right? bit. A little bit. Yeah, because I was I again, like as soon as they said that, it started to like rework everything from the movie in my mind. And I was like, why, why would that go after him? I guess it's just purely from appearance, but all right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to our next category of best and worst. So I guess we'll do this how we normally do it and go around the horn with our best. Andrew style. Andrew style. Um, I loved the new suits that we got in this movie. I feel like they did such a good job 
um, honoring like all of the graphics in the comics and like starting to bring in all these different designs and stuff. So that was really cool. And I loved the wings on the new, the, like the last suit that we had um, that he was like basically skydiving and like just yeah. gliding and was like, what do they call those like flying squirrel suits Flash. with like yeah. the, the military like, uses them. The, They're really cool. Yeah. Like it just felt like it was sci-fi and like techie, but it was real to life. It was like true to life. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked how they bridged the gap with this post snap, post blip timeline, how like Flash is 16 and not 21. And he was like to the flight attendant, like, ma'am, he's been blipped for the past five years. He's 16. <laughs> and she was like, give me that. The flight attendant yanked the champagne from him. That was so funny. And then like the teacher's wife faking her death and having a fake funeral. And then he was like, but it wasn't a fake funeral to us. It was real. And you're like, oh my God, what is happening? That was crazy. Didn't they like address um, something about like, you know, previously you were dating someone this age and now you're dating someone who was in eighth grade no, and it is was, now or something like that? It was Brad, the the jerk who was like in love with MJ, who was in like seventh grade, right? When the snap happened. So he hadn't even really gone through puberty. And then five years later, their senior year, 12th grade, he's a 12th grader now and is like built and like went to the gym, got a haircut. And everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> Brad Majors or whatever his stupid name was that everyone's yeah. obsessed with him. Yeah. Um, and like, I had to pause the movie because Alex was like, wait, I don't get this part. I'm like, you saw the movie. I'm like, <laughs> he was obviously in seventh grade. Seven plus five is 12, right? Matt, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that was why they were like, oh, the last time we saw him, he was in middle school. And now he's like a hunk. Yeah. So that was really funny. Um, I also really loved the movie titles on the plane. I paused the movie when that happened and I was dying laughing and Alex was like, Oh my God, look at all. So it was the snap finding Wakanda hunting Hydra and then Nova Einstein, um, Rose and bridges with Dr. Eric Selvig and the, and Eric Selvig's one made me laugh the hardest. I was like this man with his own documentary now that he's gone through all this shit with Thor. And he's not <laughs> crazy anymore. Was, right. Exactly. I thought that was so funny. Yes. Um, the Iron Man graffiti, like all over the world. Yeah, there was so nice. much like call out to Tony with like the glasses. And anytime like somebody either um, Mysterio or Peter put them on, their hair was all like crazy. Like Tony's like fluffed out, like his was styled versus like <laughs> their normal hair. Yeah. So it felt like it was like a direct call out. And then um, the superheroes like shaping the school curriculum, like they were studying Thor in physics class. Like, I thought that was just really neat. Um, And the last thing I'll say, I really liked the settings of, like, them traveling in Europe. I thought that was really cool. And Mm -hmm. my favorite one was the Netherlands when they went to jail. And it was basically, like, the Netherlands is Canada because I work with a lot of people from the Netherlands. And they're genuinely the nicest people (laughs) you will ever meet. They are so sweet. And I was like, they were all in orange. And I was like, oh my God, the Netherlands. And Alex was like, how do you know that? And I was like, I just do. I think I one of the do. managers at my hotel is from uh, the Netherlands. She's really nice. We're all just like, can you not be the nicest person on the planet, please? It was like, oh yeah, welcome to Holland. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so great. So yeah, those are, I have way more, but I, I did really enjoy this movie. It was great. Right. Yeah, agreed. Um, Peter Tingle made me giggle every time. <laughs> um. 
did you guys it was very very quick when this happened but did you guys see the initials on the briefcase that it was uh ben parker yeah oh that's all we got so i'm i'm on reddit right now and someone was like can you please tell me what the f stands for in the middle someone says benjamin f and parker (laughs) benjamin f and parker um i'm really i'm really strong and i'm sticky (laughs) <laughs> yeah that made me Sorry. laugh i love that um when uh when nick fury and peter are in the uh the room together and people keep like interrupting and he's got well, the trank gun <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if another person knocks on the door we're gonna attend another funeral i did really like that that was really funny <laughs> uh, too soon yeah too that soon. that was one that made me go mm, don't think that's nick fury <laughs> um true um, I don't think he would threaten to murder innocent I love, children. I love the 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 acronym for Edith. Even dead, I'm the hero. That's totally Tony. Yeah, I did not like percent. that. I did not enjoy that. Um, and then finally, Happy finally has a bigger role in a movie. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, he was he was so good, so good. I agree. Alrighty. Um, my best. Um, we're gonna piggyback off of that yes it was very happy that um happy got a larger <laughs> role in this movie um and he was like going to like see aunt may at work and peter's like <laughs> what's going on here what's what's happening why is everyone trying to go with my aunt um the uh the illusion scene um when like peter was trying to fight all of that was was really well done yeah that was cool um, and like when that was revealed that was really neat how they figured that out as so I'm going to have this in my best and worst uh, ghosting Nick Fury was like hysterical. It's like, you don't ghost Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> final, the final fight was great and how like he developed and he was able to like get what was an illusion and what wasn't mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and obviously the, the end scene, the reveal when he gets, you know, basically unmasked in front of the whole world, that was a big twist. In Huge. my opinion, yeah, that's no. If there I was agree. a if there was, was a big twist in this movie, it was that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought this movie was pretty, uh, pretty funny and quippy, but uh, but we'll get to my worst soon enough. Yeah, the stuff with um, Flash made me laugh a lot. They called for sure all kinds of names and stuff. It was funny. Um. Okay, so let's go for our worst. So, when they were in, I want to say it was. I forget Venice. I'm like, oh my God, it was Italy. Yeah, Venice. When they were in Venice, um, and Hydro Monster was like doing his thing. <laughs> and they were like, we can't convince people to evacuate. Or no, that wasn't Venice. It was when they were in the festival in Prague. Prague. And they were like, we can't convince people to leave the festival and evacuate the city. I was like, why does this feel like COVID? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're shutting down these major events and people are like, I'm still going. I'm still showing up. And you're like, oh my God, you're in danger. You could die. And people are like, I don't care. I was like, this feels very much frustrating. Like COVID is very funny in that respect. Um, But let's see. Nick Fury using Stark against Spider-Man. I did not like that at all. And I was like, this doesn't feel like something Nick Fury would rub in his face. Like, if anything, like, I feel like Nick is like a tough lover kind of guy for sure. He's not going to, you know sugarcoated and pat you on the back and tell you everything's going to be okay but i feel like he he's not the kind of man to like 
piss on someone's grave yeah, he's and not kick gonna a man while pour he's dead. salt in the wound. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he could have, if it was the real Nick Fury, I feel like he would have made it far more motivational and been like, Stark chose you. Like Stark gave you this mantle. And yes, I understand that you're a 17 year old kid and like you have this life that you're still trying double life that you're trying to lead, but like we need you and Stark chose you and doing it from that frame of reference and less of like, wow, I guess Stark chose the wrong guy or whatever he said. I was like, shit, like that's just. So was it then that you started realizing, hey, this doesn't feel like Nick Fury? That one didn't feel right. I was like, hmm, I feel like that's, I don't don't think in my mind I was like, that's not Nick Fury. But I was like, why would he say that? I was like questioning the dialogue. The one that kind of really got me on board that it wasn't Nick Fury when he was like, I told well, he said something to the effect of I told you not to trust anyone. And he was like, Well, you trusted him. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. Well, right. I was right. like, as funny as as much as I laughed out loud in the yeah. theater, I was just like, something ain't right. I don't think this yeah. is him. speaking of laughing out loud when he said, Bitch, please, you've been to space. That like, was amazing. I laughed so hard. And then I was like, This feels like somebody trying to be, to Nick, be Fury. Nick Fury and be like Samuel L. Jackson. You yes. know what I mean? Versus <laughs> like Nick Fury was bitch please with his face. It's a, I, it's a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. Yeah, kind of yeah, it's our our whole <laughs> it's a portrayal. Russian nesting doll thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was hilarious and I died laughing when he said that. But then I was like again, I was like would he say it like that? The and scroll like, was watching yeah, too many movies and he's like, right. yeah, I can play you, it's fine. Right. And like, yeah, he did go to space, but like not on purpose. <laughs> he was just clinging to the side of that spaceship trying to stop whatever was happening um i feel like the romance between mj and peter could have been better like the the writing that they did was very effective in making us hate brad which was easy and like this part uh, that i'm not gonna the middle finger finger part was like oh my god i hate this man somebody punch him in the face but like when she just straight up says like well i don't like you or whatever she said to that effect i was like feel like this is not right like why would you lie about that oh i just i'm into you because you're spider-man i thought you were spider-man that's i'm not i don't like you like that it's like if you if you were mj and i've been mj where you're the like not popular girl who doesn't wear a lot of makeup who's weird and like this really conventionally attractive man that you have a secret crush on starts to basically like reveal things about himself Maybe out of anxiety, she jumped to that immediately, but like to completely deny and shut it down. I was like, "Eh, I don't know. Mm, It could have been better. And like the whole necklace thing was cute, but it was like played out pretty typical. And then um, I don't know if you guys are up on your Taylor Swift right now. Have you like listened to the new Red album, the new old Red album that she re-released or like heard any news? I haven't listened to the old one, so no. I, don't, I don't listen to I the old ones. About Taylor Swift. Okay, I'm. So I know sad that to she's, um, you know, trying to reclaim her own copyrights that she has no rights to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she signed away all of her rights to like her stuff when she was a kid. She didn't realize that she was doing it, and so now she's re-releasing the music. And in the re-release of this recent re-release, um, she released a 10-minute version of most of our. Taylor Swift fans favorite song called all too well, which is basically a memoir of her breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal, who was the villain in this movie. And Mm. 
your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to go watch the music video. It's a little bit longer. It's like 15 minutes. It plays like a short film. And basically in the middle of it, um, the two actors that are, are playing the Taylor Swift character and the Jake Gyllenhaal character get in an argument in the kitchen. And like, he goes very quickly from like, just talking to her and being like, what are you talking about? Like, you sound crazy right now to like screaming at the top of his voice. Um, so Jake Gyllenhaal yelling fire all the drones now made me think like, is this the way that you yelled at Taylor Swift in your relationship with her? Like, this was a very easy way to access this anger. Um, it just, his character is very easy to not like, and maybe even hate because he, I feel like as a character and maybe even as a person, Jake Gyllenhaal has this God complex that it's like, when God speaks, everyone listens. Like God never has to repeat himself and be like, I just said this, right? Did I stutter? Did I stutter? Right. It feels the energy is very much like I can't stand to not be listened to. And that's what I got from the character for sure. I have no way of knowing if he's like that. He he may be. I mean, I don't either. He might be a nice person. I really don't know. Or he could very well be like that. Or could he, he, or he's could have changed in between things, but because like all the Marvel interviews, he seems like a real American sweetheart, but then you watch the music video and like listen to the lyrics of like all this shit. And you're like, Oh my God, dang. Like we've all, maybe not you guys, but I'm like, I've been there. <laughs> I mean, very and not, to, not to potentially go against Taylor Swift, but like we do only have her yeah. side One of this. Side. And yes, we, and- we also are going to pretend that Taylor Swift is like, no, there, no one's percent? saying no okay. one's saying just, she's perfect and not sure. a player in that part. But yeah, that was like that's the whole point. If you watch the video, and this again is you're right, it's from her perspective. So yeah, there Which are two maybe sides a thousand percent story. right. Right. And this is from what 2006? I think that they were together. It was a long time ago. It was, or maybe it was I forget. It was a while ago. It was over a decade ago. It was a long time ago. And anyway, so um the video very much plays from her perspective, but it shows you their, the, the main issue that they had in their relationship was their age difference. And like, he was, I think more than 10 years older than her or just about. And she was just a teenager getting started in music. And he was an established actor. And like, they got in this major argument that leads into this music video of her being like uncomfortable around his friends and him basically like ignoring her at a dinner party and stuff. So they dated I totally for, for three months in 2010. 2010. Okay. See, I was almost there. I was like, I know it was when I was in high school, but I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was the beginning or what. Cause yes, she has dated a lot of famous people and the timelines are messy, but yeah. Um, thank God it only lasted three months. Cause I was in a relationship like that for like three years. It was terrible. So anyway, I just thought as, as soon as he's like, fire all the drones now, I was like, I hate Jake Chillinall. <laughs> oh. I hate this man. So I don't know. I felt like that should fall under my worst. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, fair enough. You guys are I like, w- thank God the Taylor Swift talk is over. On to the real stuff. No, we just <laughs> didn't have much to contribute to it as all, well, which is fine. But go I'm watch like, the video. I'm like, I don't. Then we can talk about it over Thanksgiving moment. dinner tomorrow, Wyatt. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he's like no um, <laughs> i mean i do have a two-hour drive until i meet up with you tomorrow so there you go plenty, plenty of time. you could watch it like four or five times uh, yeah, we, we, <laughs> or we could not he might watch it once if you're lucky 
<laughs> I'm driving, so I'm not watching anything. Oh, man. Um, so I feel like this had too many explosions. Oh, my God. So many. Too many and explosions for not enough actual action. That's saying a yeah. lot if that's coming from Wyatt, who loves to blow shit up. Yeah. I love shit blow up. Like I understand, he, we he wanted to portray every single drone. There must have been over a thousand drones, and he destroyed a good portion of them. But there was a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah. I wasn't a fan of all the Tony Stark references in this. You didn't like them. It was. It you was a didn't lot. like them. It was. What? It was a lot. Um. This is kind of going on my theory that you can't have a Star Wars movie or production without referencing Skywalker. You can't have a Marvel show or movie without referencing Tony Stark. Well, I mean, to be fair, like if you jump forward in the timeline to the new content that we're getting, like I feel like they mention it because yes, he did the ultimate sacrifice and yada yada yada. But I don't I don't know if it's on the Skywalker level per se, but in this movie, for sure, it, it does feel like that. But I think and over time, they barely reference. So in Shang Chi, they barely reference. I was Stark thinking that. I, think, I was thinking Shang Chi. So I, I, I'm think, I, I'm not disagreeing with your theory. This movie did have a lot. It did. of references, but it also had a lot to do with Endgame, and Peter yeah, was just in Endgame and, and coming back, happy right? worked with Tony for X amount of years. So I'm thinking as we get farther removed. Will right. be getting better with that because I, I do agree. I do agree. Wasn't there that one reporter in the early part was like, "Are are you the new um, Tony Stark?" Yes, yes. But that's yeah. the which whole, is part of my worst whole, actually. That's yeah. the whole plot of this movie that was him like taking up the mantle. And then I saw an article the other day, and I think it was like BuzzFeed or something like satirical, and it was like um, Tom Holland is replacing Robert Downey Jr. as the heart and soul of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. and I was like. I love me some Tom Holland. I love me Spider-Man, but I'm like, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know. Right. No. I mean, not I, him I in particular, but just anyone in general. Like, he's hard, hard shoes to fill. I mean, I understand why, because obviously Tony made Peter into who he is now with all this technology and his confidence. And, and he was his mentor. Like yeah, he was the closest thing he had yeah. to a, a father. And True. and um, Tony was you know, a father to Peter before he had Morgan. And that was like the closest thing he had to, you know, mm -hmm. a son and a legacy. Well, it's kind of like what uh, Andrew mentioned during the end game pod what was the first thing he said when he got back to earth, I lost the kid. Right. So obviously, you know, they mean a lot to each other, which I get it, but we do need to shy away from, you know, from, from Stark and from, right from that story and, and i think robert downey jr would also agree that he's also done with it he's like um, unless i'm making money every time you say my name you could probably just drop it <laughs> and my, my final one um i'm upset that i hadn't seen this before this week me too i this don't know a, why this was a good movie this was a you very hadn't seen good this movie. yet no. i hadn't i don't Not know why all. i didn't see it i i'm like thinking maybe it was like the time it was released or something like I that think for me, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I I kind of feel the that's, same way, but this was that, also... That's, that's accurate. <laughs> there's another Spider-Man movie out? Wyatt, there's another Spider-Man movie coming out. I just want to let you know. I know that one because we tentatively have plans okay. to, to go see it again. And we are texting each other like every yes. 45 seconds about it. <laughs> oh my God, 45 text messages, yeah. 
Um, this came out July 2nd, 2019, so Independence Day weekend. So I'm like, what was I doing? Independence Day weekend 2019. I probably was traveling or doing something to not. Yeah, it was think before the it. pandemic because right. there weren't the first traces of it till at least December, if not later. Right, exactly. Yep. So for my worst, there's a bit of a lengthy list. Um, I, I'm going to start off by saying I did enjoy this movie. <laughs> um, I do like this movie. However, however, how the crap ever, as I've coined, um, there was next to nothing about the spider sense, aka the Peter Tingle. Like right. they, they more have it as a way to like, oh, see, we have it now because we forgot about it in the first movie. It's like, congratulations, but you're also like making f- like the only Retcon. thing you really have for it is like you're making fun of it and you're making it retcon. like really awkward. Retcon it is. It. it is a giant retcon. Um. We finally got something about Uncle Ben for a fraction of a fraction I of a literally, second. I literally didn't Initials. even notice it. Yeah. Didn't even yeah. see it's, it. You, so little you didn't even notice. Now, nope. so the article I read was just like, so these movies are really good about not beating the same dead horse things that the other two Spider-Man franchises did, which is great, but there's a such thing as avoiding too much of it. Like mm-hmm. Spider-Man in the comics is driven by, you know, his uncle's death and, you know, what he feels like he owes him and stuff like that. And it's like, you basically just replaced Uncle Ben with Tony, especially in this movie with his guilt. Mm. So it's like, I'm not saying you need to repeat the steps, but it's just like, how about you talk about him on occasion? Well, my uncle used to say this and he really, you know, he drilled this into me when I was younger. Just start slowly, but surely working it in. They are doing the reverse development um, for Peter. And by that, I mean, um, in the first movie, he was like, so desperate to be a hero um that like uh tony was like hey wait this is a job for the police wait for the police we'll uh we'll take care of this but he does it anyway he's like hey kids stay on the ground and then he goes to space chasing aliens for a wizard he's never met he has no idea that the world's that half the universe is going to be you know blipped out he has no idea right right and in this movie he's doing everything he can to pretend that he's not a hero he wants to leave his suit at home. He's ignoring calls from Nick Fury. Listen, if Nick Fury's calling you, it's not because Joe Shamo is getting robbed down the block, which aren't you just trying to be a neighborhood Spider-Man? So shouldn't you answer that call anyway? Right. So if Nick Fury's calling you, these are like important things. So I'm also not trying to tell him how to do his job. I'm just saying it's like kind of counterproductive to his character development. He may be having confidence issues, but he also didn't get Tony killed. And he doesn't feel like he got Tony killed. That's not anything right. that he went through in this movie. Right. So it's like, uh, let's see. Spider-Man is becoming, I'm just reading off my notes. Spider-Man is becoming Iron Man instead of Spider-Man. He's becoming yeah. like less and less Spider-Man for the most part. And more and more Iron Man in my, in my opinion. I saw that pretty um real when they're in the the jet and he's kind of building his his next suit and he's doing it the same way that that tony did in the first iron man movie that way i didn't necessarily mind i i I agree with what you're saying but um so in the comics peter started making his own stuff before he even had help from from iron man and he was doing it for a while whereas this he like only made the onesie and then he met he met uh tony (laughs) right so it's like it's kind of like weird. This I don't mind because in the comics, Peter's supposed to be like as intelligent as Tony Stark, if not more so. 
but I was like more talking about when he was like going on stage as like the Iron Spider. Oh, I was just right. like, eh. But I, I I do see your point, and he did it exactly like yeah, Tony that was did. very it looked, Tony. It looked like the first couple Iron Man movies. That's true. Um, but yeah, towards the end of the movie, though, it didn't. I mean, especially with the reveal of like his identity, like that was the opposite of Tony. Tony was the one that owned the narrative and was like, Correct. I am Iron Man. And this is like J. Jonah Jameson just coming to j- 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 jack your life up and be like. Yeah, that was funny. So <laughs> like the, how the DC comics work is that most of the superheroes have a secret identity. Whereas like with very few just having their identity out there. The Marvel is kind of the reverse. Everybody knows who Iron Man is. Captain America, Doctor Strange literally has his name. It's like Peter Parker and like very few others have secret identities. So it's such a big deal to him. So it's yeah. so of course it's going to be the opposite. I feel opposite. like part of that is because he's such a young. He's a kid. Yeah, guy. he's a minor. Yeah, yeah. But he even does it up until his like thirties. So it just those were the things that I didn't like super care for. Um, yeah, as as great of a villain as Quentin Beck was, you were right. It's kind of a kind of a d bag. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for my worst. Cool. Well, let's get this show back on the road with our alter egos. This I somewhat struggled with, but once I got the first person down, it kind of started to flow. Do I need? Oh to boy! Oh boy! Uh, no. Once you hear the explanation, explanations, it'll make more sense. Sweet. Um. So, Alyssa, I, <laughs> I have you as Flash Thompson. Oh shit! <laughs> Um, I'm drinking underage, son. I didn't want to put you as the the typical, you know, female character that we have in here because that, that, that doesn't make it. The only female character, essentially, There's that we two. Have. There's two there, in this movie. Three, three including Maria Betty. Hill. Yeah. But oh, then four. I was four. including Betty. So we have Betty, Maria, MJ, and Aunt May. So. <laughs> Andrew's I, nodding his head no. Like, they so, none of them got enough screen time to, like, fair. make them that's a fair. major female character, in my that's opinion. I wanted it, but... So reason I have you, we know you wanted more. (laughs) The reason uh, you're always documenting what you're doing via social media. That's fair. And you're not 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 afraid. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. (laughs) Like and subscribe. She's like, so far your accusations are correct. (laughs) I'm not offended. Not afraid to express yourself or your opinions. That's true. Flashes like that. I like Andrew. I have you as Ned. Okay. Um, <laughs> I almost picked myself as Ned. You I'd would be you... the guy shot in the neck. Wow. Um, I want faithful... my Lego Death Star. <laughs> I know you do. That's the wrong movie. I know. A uh, faithful friend can always trust him with your deepest secret. Would date someone on a school trip then break up with them on a the flight home. Uh, wow. Um <laughs> I'm not in the habit of dumping people. He's um, like, I don't but, know to, okay. if I should be flattered or offended by you saying that, that. You said once I heard the explanation, I would be okay with it. Once I heard the first half of the explanation, I was okay <laughs> with it. Um, I, I'm not in the habit of of dumping people like that. Well, um, but I feel like if if I'm not going to like them long-term enough to date them long-term, I'm just not going to date them. That's but just the... That's just one man's fired. opinion. Shots it's okay. Fired. It's okay, why? And Wyatt. myself, I put as MJ. <laughs> oh my God, what? Yeah. You're um, in love with Spider Man. Who isn't? 
Um, <laughs> which yes. one? Yes. Yes. The real one. We which one's your crush? This. The real one. Over the wire. We've been over this. It's not the real one. Um. Although Oof. towards the end of this, when uh, towards the end of the movie, when Peter's standing on the bridge, he looked a lot more like Toby Toby's Spider Man. Oh yeah, the posing and the swinging. The posing, yeah. It was dripping wet. Obviously, we got the Tobey Maguire when he was kissing Mary Jane, you know, in the rain. In the rain, yeah. Yeah. Upside down. Um, Upside down. I put put myself as MJ because smart ass comments, secretly doesn't trust anybody, introverted. I think you openly don't trust anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Secretly. Let me put on my surprise face. (sighs) I'm also in customer service, so I have to hide my true feelings so that's why i put secretly at, at work i described it yesterday is i have to lie professionally <laughs> like i'm pretty empathetic but if i really can't get behind whatever bs uh, complaint that you have it's probably your fault but i have i now have to lie and pretend i care <laughs> i like it um so all righty <laughs> so i'm gonna go uh for wyatt i picked the uh nick fury the real and the fake one with a real nick fury please stand up so at the end where he's like anybody see my shoes like if wyatt like was like finally on like a long-term vacation and he had someone filling in for him and and he had to like actually get up he'd be like crap where did i put my shoes he's like all right i i I gotta do this somebody get my shoes um but that whole interaction that we did at the beginning for the intro where um, Peter's trying to talk his way out of it. And Nick's like, nope, it's not happening. You've been to space. Like Wyatt and I would definitely have that. I'd be like, I don't, I, I don't want to do this. Why it's like too bad, too bad, too <laughs> yep. bad. You do yep. So, so that's kind of what I felt um, for Alyssa. I did uh, pick MJ. Um, so especially the, the Italian word scene <laughs> where she's just like, you know, she's Mom. saying all kinds. Yeah, literally. So, and she's like, it could mean get out of my face. It could mean shut up and get out of my face. Like, even though you like, like you're a people person, that doesn't necessarily mean you like people. Like there's yeah. a distinct difference. Right. Um, so that she could totally go through <laughs> that. And especially like, like we talked about earlier in the first movie, she's like, hey, uh, this monument was built with uh, by slaves. So no, I don't really, need- she's that kind of person that she would kind of <laughs> say something yeah. outlandish, but it's also uh-huh. like true. And it like kind of yeah. makes, even if it made people uncomfortable, you just be like, okay, great. Right, so, exactly. You would also like Spider Man, <laughs> the real Spider Man. Oh boy, um, yeah. I think you're right. We did talk about this, and I think we each picked a different Spider Man. We did each pick a different one. Um, and for me, I picked Happy uh, for myself. Okay. Um, you know, I I have been a mentor to people um, before. You know, younger than me generally. Um, and like when they, when you see them realize their full potential or what they're meant to do, um, I helped a few people start their own business over the net, over the past couple of years. Um, so it was like really nice to kind of see it all come together. Um, one of them started a landscaping business. One of them started like a painting business. Um, so it was nice to see that all come together and you just get to sit back and watch, um, them do these like amazing things and realize, oh, I can actually be called a mentor now. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So, and I think Happy's pretty funny. Actually, going after Aunt May, as uh, Alyssa said, I was going after. Hey, Aunt May. hey! If they if they recast hey, it, as Kate, back hey. off. I'm good. <laughs> so. I like that. All right. 
Um, okay, this is going to be funny based on the stuff that you guys already said. Oh, oh boy. Um, okay, so who should I say first? Um, I'll say mine first. So okay. <laughs> I agree with one of you that I am MJ. Not me. Um, okay. I definitely identify with her in this movie, too. I liked the part where she was like, I'm sorry, okay? I'm just obsessed with telling people the truth, even if it hurts other people's feelings. Because now that I've been in therapy, I'm like, this is me, 100%. Just cut <laughs> to the chase. Like, what are you trying to say? Um, that part. And then when she figures out um, that Peter is Spider-Man, she's like, I was only like 67% sure. Like, that's me, like, faking the confidence. Like, oh, I totally knew it the whole time. <laughs> and um, yeah, you should definitely trust everything you read on the internet. Also feels like very much like me. Um, let's see. For Andrew, I had Spider-Man. I said <laughs> his face. So I love Andrew's face when you make him so excited <laughs> to be that character. Um, I said that you're a hopeless romantic. Like the whole thing with the necklace. I was like, this feels very Andrew. Like. He always gives such thoughtful gifts and like he puts a lot of thought into things. And then um, just like the reality of this film for Peter is that he's torn so much between these two different worlds. And I feel like oftentimes when we talk, that's very much you where you're like, I'm just going to do these like conventional jobs and make money and I'm going to work all these hours and like save all my money. And then you have this entrepreneurial side of you that's like, I'm going to start this new business. And then a, <laughs> another month goes by and you're like, I'm going to start this new business. So yeah. it's not exactly like leading this double life. I have you ADD. Have, <laughs> you have, well, let's just say you have a W2 side of you and a 1099 side of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel True. like that's very superhero. Like superhero is very 1099 freelancer versus like, you know, mm -hmm. being uh, Peter Parker versus being Spider-Man. I get that. So Thank you. That, that's very you. And then um, the line that killed me that's still very Andrew is, I love Led Zeppelin when it's very clearly ACT. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, I face palmed in the theater. I was, I like, was oh. like, oh my God, it's so funny. Not that you would like get that wrong, but right, like right. you would you would say it unironically, like sarcastically on purpose mm -hmm. to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. And for Wyatt, I have Happy. Oh. <laughs> um. Because one, you like to fly planes, so that uh -huh. was easy. I was like, duh. Yeah. And I could definitely see you as like the supportive one giving pep talks to Andrew. And like, even though you usually start by saying step one, you usually end by saying something supportive and like <laughs> sentimental. And if anybody's going to be my new stepdad, I want it to be you. <laughs> Since he's supposed to be Peter's new stepdad in the movie, get it? You know, from no, did you forget that part? No, no, he no, we, so we get confused. that. We get that. Wyatt no, I think so we're confused, confused with he's the like, fact that Wyatt's like a year older than me, and either your age or like a few months younger than you, but gonna be he's younger than Alyssa. <laughs> anyway, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the purpose, for the sake of the argument, Wyatt, you'd be a great stepdad. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. It's like thanks. I guess we'll go to Hollywood Studios and eat ice cream. Oh, no, wait, that's Andrew. We're going to ride the ride. Yeah, Leave me alone. I will eat my ice cream and watch the Beauty <laughs> and the Beast play while you guys ride rides. Yes. <laughs> I've done it before and I'll do it again. Men and women grow apart, but the podcast they share together will always be a part of them. <laughs> that's nice. Oh, that was a nice that's net. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice.
<laughs> that took me a second. I was like, who said that? Oh, yeah. The yeah. breakup quote. That was so funny. We broke up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for joining <laughs> us on this, uh, this uh, deep dive of Spider-Man. Yes, Join and us. we're so thankful for our listeners on Thanksgiving week, even though this will air after Thanksgiving. And I'm so thankful for you guys and this podcast. It's so very fun. Very thankful for you guys, too. I'm very thankful that we still have listeners. You guys still listen to us? I mean, I appreciate it. <laughs> like almost a year surprised. later. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we are almost a year now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, again, we are very thankful for all of you guys. Um, join us next week where we deep dive into Shang-Chi. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.